trash duck, undermining the waiver wire, condescending your opponents based on age, lack of intelligence, and anything else coming to mind. Winning at all costs. This is the week we've all been waiting for. Will Mark be the punching bag for Thomas in the fight for third place? And will the kindest and most humble person in the league get lucky and beat JR the chief for the championship? It's now time for the greatest fantasy football podcast in America. Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, the two G's, Mark and Drew. We now have breaking news. I'm Mandy Cooper filling in for Mort Cooper, who is on assignment. I'm in Fayette. JB has finished his weekly fantasy football news conference. He was not happy and agreed to talk to us as long as he could speak anonymously. So we agreed to disguise his voice. JB, are you still hurt because of Mark insinuated that you might be leaving the league? Yes, that hurt my feelings. I love this league. I'd never leave. How did you feel when you read the headline for last week's podcast? Because the headline was immature, irresponsible, and tasteless, I felt abused, belittled, and stepped on. Any final words? Yes, Mandy. I'll forget this happened if Mark gives me A.J. Brown and Josh Allen. I will certainly pass along the message. This is Mandy Cooper reporting in Fayette, Missouri. And now back to the boys in the studio. Thomas, it happens to the best of us. You gave it your all. You worked hard to get into this position you were in, but it wasn't enough. It happens. Two years ago, you were a pathetic three-win team, but near the end, you formulated a plan and followed that up with a five-win team. The plan was in motion and all those draft picks. And then the big trades... And just like that, you were dominating your kingdom. But you fell apart by a few points last week. Get over it. It's the past. We are looking ahead. Play action. Carr airs it out down the middle for Adams. Got it. Inside the 10. Devontae, touchdown. What a play on fourth down. MLB is an expert analyst in names, and you lived up to the one he gave you, the king. Once a king, always a king, says MLB. Never forget that. By far, you are the best team in the league, averaging 161 points a week through week 15. JR averaged only 149. Chris, a measly 141. Your key number is 89. That's your consistency rating. Chris and JR, they're just around 85. You never scored under 140 points. Never. Chris did. He finished the last three games of the regular season, never hitting 140 and scoring 105 and 107 in back-to-back weeks. JR knows what it's like to score 106, and that was not his only clunker. You were a victim of chance and probability. You were not dethroned. You had the best team in the league, the kingdom, in Vietnam Nation. Here comes Nick Chubb. Chubb breaking tackles, and Chubb in for the Browns' touchdown. I'm not sure about you, but I'm inspired. After these next two weeks, the world will think you and I were playing for the championship. You are going to put on your game face as we are going to outscore those chumps in the finals round. You got it? Remember, you are the king, King Thomas. Look out! Tyreek Hill might go! Tyreek Hill was right on the spot, and he's 
gone for a touchdown. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We'll be right back after this message. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 liberty. Nationwide is on your side. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Travelers, it's better under the umbrella. I cannot wait to cash that check from Landon. I did not know he was going to sponsor this week's show. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you give me a great six minutes of intro just to finish it up with the trashy Geico ad. Are you serious? He uh, Doesn't he run a Geico office? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> we have a lot Landon, to... <laughs> Landon, we have some work to do. I'm I'm sorry. I hope you're not offended as much as I am. Oh, that, my gosh. Oh, wow. I wonder who puts <laughs> this stuff together. We have a lot to uh, unpack, don't we? Oh, my gosh. Oh, so God. much. What'd you, what'd... Chris, you're going to get a two-hour episode. Uh, thanks. <laughs> you know, you're welcome in advance. <laughs> uh, the king? The king? How do you feel about that? The king has fallen, but he's still the king in our hearts. I totally agree with that. So uh, in, in I think our, in our hearts, in reality, <laughs> in reality, in reality, he's still, if I am calculating correctly, I think Thomas still scored 140 points. He did almost on the dot. I, so it, he it, still kept up that in that segment. Actually, that was not his lowest scoring total. The, he scored 140.92. So that was accurate at during that segment. And by the way, whoever wrote that, I just thought, I thought that was phenomenal. Whoever wrote that segment, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just the talent. But he scored 149.92. He scored 140.09 in week seven. So that's oh, the wow. lowest total. So he almost hit 141 in week 15. So he still has that record. Uh, by the way, did you know... And I didn't know this until just a few minutes ago. Thomas had a five-game winning streak. That was his longest winning streak during the regular season. It actually became six games if you include two weeks ago, the first week of the playoffs. But he had a five-game winning streak. Did you know that of Chris and Jr., who also had a five-game winning streak? Uh. I should know this. I'm just going to take a stab and say Joe Ryan. It was. He had a five-game winning streak starting in week number five. Who had a two-game losing streak of those three? Chris, yes. He did. He he didn't just have a two-game losing streak. He had a pair of two-game losing streaks. Now, he got lucky, uh, unlucky on one of them. Of course, I don't use the word unlucky as a victim of chance and probability. He scored right. 162 points in one game. I believe that was a game he got beat against Anthony. And then he scored 138 the week before. So that was part of a two-game losing streak. And then his last three games of the regular season was all in the 130s. So there's a two-game losing streak in week 12 and week 13. So he was the only one of those three who had a two-game losing streak twice. Fascinating information, but again, got to tip the cap. I'm still saying Thomas has the best team, and that's why I will still always call him the king. The king was not dethroned. I, I know we we are, I know, I know, I don't understand the concept of trash talk. I would never, ever, ever do trash talk, <laughs> even though when Chris was a kid, uh, when he was in the sandbox, the kitty cat used to kick sand on his face, but I never <laughs> would never, ever do uh trash talk. But the Ever. king, the king is still the king. The king but, is the king. I agree. 
Uh, gosh, what'd you, so what'd you think of the past weekend? Well, my thoughts may or may not be important. Oh, they're always important. I, th- I, I think the more important question to ask is, how did you feel after Monday night? How did I feel? How did you feel when you ended up losing it by just a couple points? You mean I have to there, sh- at the, there, there at the end. You have to. Sh- I have to share my emotions. Turn, turn, turn your your audio output volume down to like three and and yell into the mic about how you felt after that game. <laughs> would you like to know what I was doing on Monday night? I would take a guess that you weren't watching the game. I was not watching the game. Okay, I was right. I I was at peace with myself. I find this game a little bit amusing. I by the way, I do enjoy it. And if I didn't enjoy, I wouldn't do this podcast. Right. I enjoy. I like the numbers. I see so, so so many similarities between this game and business. There's so many similarities. So I accepted that I was going to get beat. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, was it um, uh, who, who's a running back that that Jr. had um, Aaron Jones? Aaron there, Jones. There's no way he's going to score less than twelve points. Ain't happening. I, I I had him pegged between fifteen and twenty points, and dang it, I was right. Is around eighteen points. I it was okay. Um, it was okay. I I expected to lose. It was nice, kind of having a little bit of a lead Sunday night, uh, saying you know twelve point, but it, it just it just wasn't in the cards, and that's right. that's the way this game is. It's I, again. I know some people use the word luck. I think that's an idiom in the country that we live in, again, it's a game of chance and probability. You can influence your odds by having good players, but even good players will have a bad weeks. So we'll talk about this later. My best game of the year was in week, I believe it was week eight, and I scored 202 points. How many points did my quarterback score? Want to take a guess? 20 or less, I bet. It wasn't 40. It wasn't 44. He scored 22 points. 22. Okay. And I scored 202. So the fact that the quarterback, you know, I picked the wrong quarterback. Do you want to explain why I played who I did? Yeah. So for the benefit of the audience and for anyone else listening, I guess everyone that's listening is the audience. So that's a a bit of a uh, double phrase there. But so the situation last week, we were on our way to uh, to Kansas City to get ready to, to go down to Houston to watch the Chiefs game. And before that, you had had to make a decision uh, on your quarterback situation because for all you knew, the weather was going to be very bad in Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen was going to have a basically a, not necessarily a blizzard, but a completely snow-covered field to deal with. And so that was your analysis of the situation. And I was and making so, that decision yeah. at 4.30. Yeah, yeah. And so in the same in the same boat with Josh Allen, you made the decision to also take a a bench spot for uh for Jalen Waddle because he was going to be in the same game. Again, without having to be able to see the field and know what it looked like. So you ended up making that decision to uh go with Jared Goff and to end up taking Waddle out and I believe you put in T Higgins. Um I know he had been kind of questionable, so you decided to go ahead and stick him in. And he didn't. Um, he didn't hurt me. That was a four yeah, point yeah, difference. Sure. Four points lower, right? And so, based on that, you went with Goff. Ended up having not the greatest game. He had a, actually redeemed himself at the end of that game. And the Lions ended up pulling off their what sixth win in a row. Yes, yes. and uh, got a touchdown late that game against the Jets and uh, finished with sixteen points. Not terrible. Just not Josh Allen numbers of the forty plus that that he got. I mean, who who would have thought? You know, you again, you didn't have the chance to be able to look at things because we were traveling. It's really bad timing. <laughs> and you tried it, you tried to ask me like right before we were headed out. And we were we getting gas. To look at we it. were getting yeah. gas. And I was like, oh, well, the game just, he just kicked the ball off. And so it was, again, it was like too late to really make a change. And then as we were driving, of course, you're watching the game on your phone. And I could kind of see in the corner of my eyes, like, that field, I see a lot of green on that field. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I thought, and then later when we got to, Brock's house, my son, your brother's house, 
what was interesting, they're showing shots in the stands. It's completely snow covered. It's snow covered. It's like, how did fans even get in there? So, so my core value, I do have core values uh, in this league. And by the way, I want to be the same person in this league as I am outside of it. And rule number one is have fun. Uh, Number two, always be humble. Number three, always be learning and no excuses. And no excuses should actually be core value number one. So I'm not making any excuses. It's, it's, it's okay. And, and, you know, the decision was not bad. It's just bad results. And, and what some people do, and by the way, I'm talking about this in all leagues, you look back and say, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. Well, that's called resulting, you know, Annie Duke, Annie Duke, who's written this great book. uh, She uses that term a lot resulting. It's when you look at the past, say, I should have done that. Well, you can't do that. the, the result is done. So the question is, did you make a good decision? Yes or no. And sometimes good decisions lead to bad results. So the bottom line is because I was a piece at it, I watched a TV show that night because I needed <laughs> yeah. after getting up two mornings in a row at four, four thirty in the morning, I just needed to chill out a little bit. Agreed. So again, again, for you guys out there, no excuses here. Just so that you know the the situation, um, this is what happened, and and there was some thought that went into it, and it just didn't work out. The result didn't turn out as you'd planned, but didn't mean the the uh, the thought behind it was necessarily invalid. And I will just say one more thing for Jill Ryan. I just happened to be in a situation where you could say there was ch- positive chance and positive probability for me because he did not have his best two games. Uh, even even this past week when he got in the 150s, you know, my best score game would have been in the 180s. By the way, his best score game would have been much higher too. He had some he had some people on his bench that were holy cow. Zay like, Jones. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then week one, we both had clunkers in week one. And so again, there was there was I was a, a positive victim of chance of just being in the, in the neighborhood with him because right. Jill Ryan has put up some ungodly unsightly numbers. He's been a little bit inconsistent and that leads to the Thomas and the Chris game thoughts. Oh, um, I think I stand with the rest of the league and saying that we were all rooting for Thomas in this game. <laughs> Chris, uh, spares, uh, Spares nothing in dishing out his uh, his trash talk, and unfortunately, he was able to back it up. So the uh, his, it paid off and got some of Thomas's players to just stand down and and shy away from points. Like, uh, um, let's see, there's a couple of different guys that really really hurt Thomas. It was unfortunate. One is Miles Sanders. You just can't you can't predict that happening. He's been a top ten, top fifteen running back all year. Chance um, and probability. Yeah. He just came off of three straight weeks of uh, double digits, two of those over 20 points. And again, a big dud here. Again, you can't, I'm sure Thomas would be the same and, and not making excuses. Good decision, uh, bad yeah, results. good decisions, exactly. Uh, now, it was great to see that in the absence of, Desha- of uh, not Deshaun Jackson, that's what I about said, um, Lamar Jackson, Thomas had a great quarterback play with Trevor Lawrence that was last incredible. two weeks. That may be so a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Exactly. Next year, you he's going to have some uh, interesting choices. Quarterback, quarterback choices. Um, but again, another guy, Devontae Adams, just didn't really see the ball. Didn't uh, in that that crazy New England Oakland game. Oh my gosh! And Chris had Chris balled out. 179 points is probably one of his top top scores from the year. I don't. I can't remember if he ended up hitting 200 at all at this point uh, uh, during the year. But 180. He- pretty good he never did and i'm just going through his scores 140 146 159 162 yeah that was his that was his high watermark right. uh, for the year it certainly down the, was down the board except for uh except for eckler pretty much everyone outscored their projections that's kind of the one big surprise that he only scored well 15 you can't be mad with 15 but uh him and then i guess olave uh, eight out of the projected 13 points. So just kind of a solid showing down the board for Chris. There's just 
Thomas did what he could, and and uh, you can't fault him for any any of the decisions that he made. Chris came back from about 30 points for this one, so props to him. He played the right lineup. And it just goes to show that on any given week, anything can happen in this league. Again, it's a game of probability and chance. And, and in the next two in the next two weeks, Joe Ryan is going to have the best of luck and is going to destroy Chris, and the whole league will be happy. We'll talk a little bit. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about this at the end, but I want to just I just want to bring something up, and I'll save my predictions at the end. But Thomas played Chris twice during the season. Thomas won both. He gets beat. During the regular season, Chris played JR twice. He won both. Interesting. Uh, again, I'll save the rest. <laughs> For later. I will save the rest for later. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, it is kind of interesting, just in all of the, the matchups from this past week, there were a lot of very similar scores. Uh, Dylan, 139. Myself, 140.1. That was Thomas, a yeah. 140.9. You, 148. Uh yeah, so a lot of teams right around in that 140 range. It's kind of interesting. Why is it that my 148 feels like 108? <laughs> right, right. Oh, gosh. I get that. Oh, by the way, good game for you. Good game for Thanks. Dylan. And that, that was good. I was, How about I, Kirk Cousins, man? Uh, Thuggins, wow. Another <laughs> Thuggins did a really good job. Yeah. Another one of the crazy games of the week. Minnesota, I, uh, I guess, either tying or breaking an NFL record for biggest comeback. Wow. wow. Yes. Uh, you, you asked me a question, so now my turn to ask you a question. Okay. What did you think about being at the Houston-Texas game where they hosted our beloved Kansas City Chiefs? Pretty memorable experience. So this is my first Chiefs game. I've never gone to see them in Kansas City before. So, uh, you know, first time I experience. did not know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. First time experience. So it was cool because there were so many Chiefs fans there. You couldn't tell who was on offense or defense because it was just as loud, you know, throughout. And even on our way out, we heard the, you know, the the Chiefs chant. Oh, my. Uh, that was leading. hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. yeah loved that. So I w- we definitely got our money's worth more than we hoped to uh, with how close of a game it was. Houston's no chump of a team. That's back-to-back weeks. They've played really well. But uh, it, it was really cool to see everything from a bigger perspective and not just you know narrowing in on on one shot like you see on on TV so it's really cool to be able to see that and see more of the breakdown of a play and not just looking at the quarterback cuz when you're looking on TV you know all you see usually is the shot of the quarterback hiking the ball you don't see the reads you don't see who's broken coverage you don't see the holding calls that are going to happen that you you can literally see it's going to happen if you're watching it and you see the ref, you know, pull the flag, and you're—it's a cool experience to be able to witness that as it's happening. The other thing I noticed is the player shuffling in and out. I mean, it's not like hockey where you'll have a complete—I um, don't know what the terminology is—but it's, it's almost like five for five. It's not like that, but every once in a while you'd see two, two coming in, two coming out, almost every play. And you—I don't see that. Even on defense, they're swapping them. And I think that's just to keep them fresh for the rest right. of the, the game. I, I found that interesting. The other thing I found fascinating was I remember some of the, the movies I've watched where the Astrodome is featured. You got this picture of the Astrodome in the middle of the shot, and it's just all parking lot completely around it. Nothing, not, no cityscape, yeah. no <laughs> yeah. trees, no nothing. So we get there, it's like, oh, that's the Astrodome. <laughs> yeah. And it's like almost right, almost like you could throw a baseball from the Texan stadium and hit and hit the Astrodome. They're that close. And our one of our Goober drivers even said that, yeah, things are just built up around it. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Very, yeah, very cool. And Hot. we didn't even, we hadn't even known that it was still in existence. So I, obviously they haven't turned, you know, a, uh, torn it down. It's a monument, you know, yeah. one, one, of, one of the seven wonders of the world. Yeah. Well, it's cool. You, when you, when you're walking, yeah, I mean, it's what it was called, I guess. And when we were walking by it, 
you know, there are people getting their picture with it behind them. Exactly. So like people people understand it as a, you know, a cool relic. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Uh, what did you, what did you think of the seats? Seats were great. You couldn't miss a play. Uh, we were about around the 20 yard line on, 20 yard on, line. on one of the sides. On the and, Texan uh, side. On the Texan side. And didn't have anyone sitting next to us. So we had plenty of space to, to look around and we had some Chiefs fans around too, though. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, we were we were not in the lower section, but we were not in, so we we're kind of in what I call the club section, and then we had people waiting on us, and then we had the nice dining, just you know right. going inside. So it was very yeah, they were nice nice seats. So glad we got to go. And so anyone interested, you and your brother and I were going around the United States to the different stadiums, and haven't decided where we're going to go next year. I've already floated the idea of going to two games. One would be a road trip, as in we drive maybe to a Titans game. But I think Brock is interested in going to Denver. But if we go, it's got to be earlier in the year, not 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 <laughs> yeah, this not, not in the cold, not this time of the season. Well, this is the official, unofficial Christmas show. Right. Yeah, yeah. A couple days here from Christmas, and I thought it would be appropriate to pass out gifts this year. I got a visit from Santa Claus, and instead of the dorky gifts, I was listening to some of our older shows. We, even though I think we're funny, I think our our writers are phenomenal. No dorky shows or no dorky Christmas gifts this year. I think it's actually pretty cool. Santa says you love the players on your team. So Santa says, I'm going to make it to where you go get to visit with them. And there's a little story to each of these visits that we'll be making. I'm going to read your gift first. So you don't have to read yours, but then you're going to read the rest. So Drew, again, this is from Santa. You are getting an all-expenses-paid trip to New York to eat lunch at 11 Madison Park with your favorite quarterback, Zach Wilson. <laughs> I think I'd rather have Cole. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Let me, do, let me just take a hard pass on that one. Um, but moving right along to uh, the king, Mr. Thomas, your pick of watching the physical... <laughs> This is actually funny. <laughs> Who wrote this? This is, this is watching watching the physical therapy sessions of either <laughs> Brees Hall or Javante Williams. That's actually funny. <laughs> uh, that, to, oh gosh, that's good. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, okay, to Landon, uh, Mr. State Farm, you are being sent to Michael Gallup's house to apologize for everything you've said about being injured and your mean nickname for him. So yeah, that's uh, that is for you. Oh, that is for you. Okay, JB. Oh, this is good. This <laughs> Only is as really JB good. could. We're sending him to lunch with his kicker. Will he say ten times in a row fast? Kicker dicker without laughing profusely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just oh, perfect for JB. I hope he hears that. Now this one's serious. This one's serious. serious. All right, yoga. Uh, whatever we're calling you these days. Uh, we are sending you to be Darren Waller's private assistant where you're going to oversee his preventative injury program for the offseason. That's serious. He, that, now, so that, that's, he, a, that's a win-win for both. He gets to yes. meet Darren. Darren hopefully will stay healthy and put in a good year next year. And and yoga will get the experience and the connection and the, the financial contribution. Exactly. I think it'll he, go. It'll be great. Hopefully he tips very well. It'll be great. All right. So Mr. Anthony, no players. Oh, so he's not going to get to go see a player. <laughs> no players. No players. While you traded half of your team and still almost made it to the playoffs, we are sending you to meet Matthew Barry on how not to, I actually, my thing is getting cut off. How not to make trades. How not to make <laughs> trades. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, he traded half his <laughs> okay, team, yeah. and he and he he almost made it to the playoffs. So Matthew's going to teach him how yeah, not perfect. to make trades. Perfect. Quick, quick excerpt, excerpt, excerpt. 
yes. excerpt. Yes. Uh, Matthew Barry actually recently went to Kansas City and went to a like an elementary school to meet with a bunch of like ten and eleven year olds because they were, they uh, they reached out to him and so he did that. He was in Kansas City, I guess, this last week. So that's kind of cool. And he, he taught them the terms over and under and how apparently. to gamble on fantasy football. <laughs> No, I, I apparently they were fantasy football fans, or at least enough of them were. And, Good for him. and so he, yeah, really interesting. Anyway, moving on to uh, Mr. Jake. Try not to laugh on this one. I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best. Since you love Deshaun Watson <laughs> so much, you'll be spending one month with him overseeing his daily Bible study, prayer meetings, and all other spiritual uh meetings meetings what my screen is getting cut off right there so i'm having trouble seeing the very end of it um but yeah that's for you deshaun watson could really use your help so that that is for you and i'm sure he'll be happy to see that i'm sure absolutely all right mr chris merry christmas bro i guess (laughs) you get your wish and get to hang out with justin jefferson for one entire week wouldn't that be cool that would be very cool. That's a that'd be a really fun week. Very very fun week. Um, you're gonna need it because you're not gonna get a fancy football win for Christmas. I'm gonna help you on this last one. Okay, go ahead. Well, no, you do it, but I'm oh, just gonna, I, I I'm gonna it. chime in near okay. the end. Okay, okay. So Jr., we're sending you to meet Derrick Henry, who will be on the wrong side of 28 next year, where you get to say. One, one more, more year, year baby. baby. One, <laughs> one more year. <laughs> one more year. Yeah, yeah. So we're done. Uh, we're done. What about what about MLB? <laughs> what what's what's your Christmas gift? Um, you didn't you didn't write one for yourself? No. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. I got I got one for you. You're going to be forced to meet up with Josh Allen after the season and apologize for not starting when he scored 44 points. You idiot. That's that's mean. How was that? That is very, very, <laughs> very uh, mean. That's. Uh, I had to. I'm sorry. That was good. Those are nice Christmas that gifts. So that, you, that was good. You've never been to Eleven Madison Park? No, I've no, I, I've not. Eleven Madison Park is considered. There's there's what's called the 50 top restaurants in the world. The top 50. And Love Madison Park got to number one in 2017. And the six years prior to 2017, they were in the top 50. And Will Gadara, at the time, was the co-partner, co-owner of Love Madison Park. Oh, okay. Guess who has interviewed Will Gadara? I have. You have. I have. Oh, okay. So that was a reference to Eleven Madison Park. Park. Very, very, very. Cool. In case, in, well, I'm just in case you're yeah. curious. Yeah. In case you're, uh, in case you're curious, you can uh, look up that podcast on uh, the uh, CFO Bookshelf. The CFO Bookshelf, exactly. It's a good, it's a good show. A global audience. It's a real podcast. <laughs> hey, <laughs> lots of people listen to it. I mean, a lot. <laughs> More of people. than five. <laughs> that sound means it's time for stump the idiot. Not stump the expert, stump the idiot. Do you like to play stump the idiot? Not a fan, but uh, I'm not in charge, so we're going to just have to do it anyway. So this week's topic on stump the idiot. St- I love saying that name, stump, stump the idiot. The idiot. I've been hearing. Not people, referring to you, Jake. Not referring to you. I've been hearing people use my word idiot. It really bothers me. It's like oh, that's, that's my, my word. word. It's my word. This week's topic is how well do you know your league members your league members Uh-oh. Uh-oh. so we have 10 people who run teams and that's assuming that JB will not sell his team uh next year so we have 10 teams and we're comparing last year to this year do you have your bearings got my bearings got your bearings so Question number one, question number one, who made the biggest improvement over last year? Who made the biggest jump in win totals? By the way, all the questions relate to win totals or loss totals, not points. So who made the biggest jump? 
we'll pause a little bit to let our audience be thinking because we want the audience to play along too. Who made the biggest jump from 2021 to 2022 G2? Biggest jump. Uh, This is an interesting one. Uh, We can rule out Chris because he was in the playoffs last year as he was this year and he actually went down in wins. Um, JR was in it last year as well, right around the same win total, give or take. Um, I have a curious thought that maybe it could be Thomas. I can't remember how well he did last year, but 11 wins is a big jump from whatever he did have. So I would say either Thomas or maybe, uh, Miller potentially. Interesting. That those are my two guesses. Uh, your first guess was spot on. Thomas won five games in 2021. So he went from five wins to 11. The biggest improvement by far. I mean, by far. Do you know who is second highest? Uh, I'm guessing it's not Miller. Otherwise, you would have said so, probably. I'll give you a hint. He also had five wins last year. Oh, that helps a lot, doesn't it? Wait. Uh, gosh, I don't... Uh, wait, you. Yeah, think you? of the, the rule the yeah, the the of 50. Yes. The rule of 50. I, forget, I forgot that you weren't right there last year. That's right. So we both won five games last year. He won 11. I won nine. So I had a four-game increase. He had a six-game increase. So he, he made the jump and it just goes to show if you're in that messy middle or right under the middle, you can make that improvement. Question number three. Now this is an interesting question. Only three teams had a win increase year over year. Only three teams. Is that interesting? Only three. I'm not surprised actually. That's tough to do. Who is the only other team to improve other than the King, the King, and MLB? Oh, that's that's really tough. Um, I'm just gonna throw Miller out there. I really don't know. You're correct. Oh, you're, okay. so, you're not so much of an idiot <laughs> after all. He won four games last year and he jumped up to six, still finished okay. under 500. So a two game okay. increase. So we had only three teams that improved year over year. Two more questions. Two more questions. Who were the biggest drops? Oh, the biggest drops. Landon is number one. You know what? Okay, that's correct. And I should have said this earlier. We're throwing Landon out because <laughs> because he, okay. he he is one he was when I say okay, he wasn't trying to lose. I but he make, was trying to lose. <laughs> no, he traded so he could say I'm okay, starting that's over. Fair. That's fair. So I, I don't like saying that that he was trying to lose. Um he he pivoted. That's the term we're using. Yep. He pivoted. Yep. So let's throw him out. Yeah, he did drop six. So mathematically, he dropped the worst, but that was his intention. Okay. The, the people, so I, the people who had the biggest drops were not intending to right. drop the way they did. So I'll let, let you guess who those two are. You've already got four now that you've eliminated. I'm going to take a stab at Stump. I can't remember his win total last year, but obviously he won it. So he was near the top of the totem pole. I'm going to go with Stump. That would that is a good guess, and mm. I'll tell you why. The answer is no, but it's a good guess. Okay, so if it's not that, then I would go with. By the way, this is eight. all good trivia. <laughs> Maybe uh, Deflate Gate. Again, this is all good trivia. <laughs> the two were Chris. Chris went from ten wins to eight wins. Remember, okay. he finished on that losing streak at the That's end. Right of the season, he lost not his last game, but two games in a row. He actually lost four games out of his last six. Ouch. Yep. So keep that in mind. So he dropped two games, not huge. 
And then Yoga Berra, Yoga Berra. How come we never said that before, Yoga Berra? I'm surprised. Yoga Berra. I'm surprised. Yoga Berra. So he dropped from a seven-win season to uh, five. So he, he went from seven to five. And that actually, if you'd, if you'd ask, is Yoga Berra going to drop this year? I say no, because he got, he got Dalvin Cook. That surprised me. So they had the two biggest drops, Chris and Yoga Berra. Uh, who did not change? Who made no changes? Um, let's see. We've eliminated a lot of the teams. So the only ones that are left are myself and uh, Deflate Gate, Deflator Gators. Um, I th- I thought I had five wins last year, maybe six. I'm going to go with Deflate Deflator. You won four games in 2021. You won four games oh. this year. Okay, and that that stinks. And then Jr. <laughs> Jr. won ten games last year. He won ten games. Oh, this year. okay. So he stayed the same. So JB dropped a game, four okay. wins, three wins. I want to go back to Jake. That was a good guess. He only won seven games this year, but he only won eight. Okay, so it was on the lower end. It was on the lower year. end, so it was not a big, big drop. So that was an interesting analysis because I did not realize it was that big of an increase for, I did not know that Thomas only had five wins. I thought it was more like six, seven still, even then that would have been a big increase. So we can call it a wrap for stump the idiot. And I guarantee you there will be one more stump the idiot before the season and that's going to be hard okay and you will you will feel like like an idiot idiot. so you don't feel like an idiot after this one do you no i didn't do too badly to be honest i'm I'm happy with myself c's get degrees agree all righty it's time for some picks who is going who's going to uh celebrate christmas early this year by getting off to a head start let's start with the toilet bowl the toilet can we can we go with the easy one first yes actually well i mean if you look at the projections it doesn't look like a very lopsided game but i'm i'm looking here at uh landon and jb Projections show, according to Sleeper, Landon wins 231 to 229. Now, we don't know if the lineups are fully set yet, but I would say experience shows that Landon might have the better potential here. Uh, He does have Dobbins back, finally, potentially. Um, We'll see how long that lasts. Um, I I, I would be inclined to go ahead and go with Landon on this one. I'm telling you, you got the kicker dicker, and... (laughs) I don't know. That, that's that's a big, big plus oh for brother JB. I'll say <laughs> I'll say this. I don't know how age appropriate this show has become. <laughs> hey, that that's it. That's what that's people have been calling him that. Hey, if you got Jarek McKinnon on your team, he scored thirty plus points he, two he weeks in a row. He has been the number one running back in fantasy the last two weeks. Did the you know last that? two weeks, yes, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Everyone's noticing. And forget Pacheco. Just keep playing McKinnon. That's been really impressive. You know, this is a game. It could go either way. You, you would think that with Ritter in. Atlanta didn't really turn out to be the way I mean, think some people were thinking it might go where he might run. So I, he didn't even put up eight points last right. week. So a little bit at a disadvantage. Obviously, JB's got some nice, impressive wide receivers. Right. And don't forget, don't do not count out Cole Komet because this could be a very cold unfun game. So there is going to be some passing, but I think more pass could be to the tight end in Chicago. And that raises another question. 
just like I had to deal with the weather. I was stressing a little bit of the weather up in Buffalo. So what's going on this weekend? Uh, there, by the way, do a do a search. Not you. I'm just saying everyone listening. There's an article that CBS Sports has put out, and they've gone through all of the cities where games will be played, and it's an excellent article. I found something fascinating. Joe Burrow is phenomenal in, in, in bad weather, cold weather games. His numbers don't go down hardly at all, whereas Josh Allen, his games do drop. His quarterback rating is lower when it snows. For whatever reason, Joe Burrow is a pretty good quarterback in bad weather. So I think they're going to be in Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. So everyone that has players and going to be in some of these cold weather cities, that is going to be a factor. Yeah, take a look there. There's at least five games this this weekend, I think, that are being played in temperatures of like less than 10 degrees. Less than 10 degrees. Uh, somewhere in the negatives. For I think the Buffalo game is going to be like negative 10 wind chill is what it's being projected as. Exactly. So, do your research. Do I will, your I will do, say that. I was yeah. going to say, do your due diligence. And yes. on the other hand, I can see here some people saying, well, don't overthink it. <laughs> Just like maybe somebody <laughs> did himself. So... Am I hearing you say that you're going with Landon? I'm going with Landon, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is closer than one might anticipate. I agree. JB has, JB has some good good guys playing this weekend, and it could easily be the other way around. If McKinnon has another solid game uh, on top of you know his couple of really good wide receivers, this could be a close game. Any trash talk going on between you and Yoga Berra? Not yet. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, trash talk, I'm I'm working on my trash talk. But when Chris was born, when Acne Pack was born, they didn't spank him; they spanked his mom. <laughs> so I'm I'm just I'm just G one pulling out all the stops with the mom jokes now. I'm just saying I'm I'm working. I'm not very good at this. Alrighty. I'm a very unemotional person. I'm learning. I'm learning how to do this. That's right. That's right. So you don't like to talk about your team like I don't like to talk about my team. Yeah. But, what are your thoughts here then? Oh, gosh. I think you've been on an uptick. Uh, I'm I. Let's see. how. I think if he has the running game going for both of these guys, Montgomery and Cook, I, I, I think whoever has the stronger running back combination has a little bit of the advantage. I love, love, love your wide receiver room. I'm a little bit concerned about Tyler Boyd. By the way, so he does something he does something bad to his finger. He says he looks down at his finger and he sees bones sticking out. <laughs> but yet he's gonna be playing. Uh, th- this coming week. So that that is a toughie. How come you are playing Boyd as opposed to who else would you be able to put in? Uh, I actually haven't really decided there yet. So I just put in Boyd as a placeholder. Okay. Uh, Burks has been practicing this week, and so potentially throw him in there. And that's going to be uh, against Houston. Now that's going to be, I, I think that game is at Tennessee, if I'm looking at that correctly. It's going to be, be cold. It's, it's going to be, be cold, but not... Is bad. By the way, that CBS article, did you know that the weather, the temperature will be the lowest it's ever been for a game in Tennessee ever? Really? I did not know that. Did not know that. And by the way, be careful on who you pick if you put Burks in because he'll be catching from a different quarterback. Looks like Tannehill's out for the season. Yep. So so if you look at Yoga Berra, Again, I love his his running backs. Uh, Chris Godwin, like uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Did Darren Waller, did he get very involved? Oh, he had double digits. I did not realize that. I thought his, uh, I thought his snap count was uh, limited, and maybe it was. Right. He got lucky with the t- – I won't say lucky. That's not the right word. But he did get fortunate that one of his three receptions was a touchdown, so that got him the 13 points that he that he had last week. And because of you, because of you, I hate to say this, I just, on paper, on paper, I think 
you've got to give the edge to Yoga Berra. I'd agree with that. You've, I especially like his running backs against mine. You've got explosiveness with his wide with your wide receivers with Garrett Wilson and DK Metcalf, but he can say the same thing with Christian Watson. Um Juju Smith Schuster, you corrected me. I thought he was more of a low ceiling guy, but he's had a couple of good games. Chris Godwin has higher ceiling, so he can go off. I still think I just see a little bit more consistency with this lineup. And I apologize. I can't I hate having to say that. No, I'm definitely going with with uh yoga on this first week's matchup. Not sure about next week necessarily, but I'll I would definitely say Dylan has the edge this first week. Okay. Now let's move up to the championship round. Well, the, the, the playoff. The consolation. The, yeah. Third, let, let's go to third game. place and let's, okay. Let me just, <laughs> let me just cut this short. I am going to get mutilated. I do plan on scoring 150 points. I think I can score 150, but I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the, you know, what kicked out of me. I, and I'm okay with that, but I am going to show up. I'm going to have a good game. I agree with all that you said, and I would I would go ahead and go and play safely here with a Thomas. Peasant loser boy Thomas win here. I'm still saying technical. he's still, he is still, still, still king the king. Is there anything he has to be concerned about in his lineup? Uh, looking down the line, uh, I think Devontae Adams is going to be a little bit of a concern. Uh, Pittsburgh is going to be one of those stadiums that's pretty cold. Not sure how Derek Carr does in the cold weather. I really have no idea. But coming off of a really bad game last week and even the week before, I'm a little concerned on how Adams does in this game. Um, but on top of that, it could be a great game for Jacobs. There could be a lot more running going on. So I do like that part. Uh, outside of that, I, I, Nick Chubb has been a little bit down in the dumps the last couple of weeks, so hopefully he is able to pull one pull one back against uh, New Orleans defense there. Uh, I think it's going to be another cold game there in Cleveland, so hopefully a lot of usage on the run game. And by the way, look what's been happening to Chubb the last four games. I think three out of four games he's been well under – Ten, I think, I, exactly. I think single single digits. If, if you look at four of the last five, he's been under 10. Even. And he hasn't been practicing this week. Now, I don't know if that's usage. He's earned the right not to have to do full practices. So I, I'm not even sure. It wasn't until this year I started paying more attention to limited practices. And sometimes that just means nothing. It just means, hey, they're, they're healing. And they've earned the right to, to do that. They probably still show up at the facility wherever they're now they by the way cleveland practices outdoors did you know that i did not so they're going to be ready for the cold exactly exactly back in the day like five years ago espn would or actually the nfl would require they had an extra tag for players didn't practice the entire week it would be a probable tag and so you knew when they had that p tag that they're probably going to be fine you didn't have to worry all week about them being able to play or not so i i do miss that did you know, and now we're going to go ahead and move to Chris and Joe Ryan. By the way, did you know that when Chris was born, when Acme Pack was born, it's then that his mom started having morning sickness. She had morning sickness <laughs> after he was born. Oh, <laughs> yes. Like, hey, I'm working That's the best one. I'm working on my trash talk, and I've never... I, this is my, this is the first time I've ever done trash talk and I'm starting to get uh, used to it. Getting uh, into the groove. I'm, I'm starting to uh, figure it out. So feel the burn, Chris, feel the burn and feel the burn of a loss this week against Joe Ryan. That is my bold prediction. It's not going to be easy. I believe Chris has the uh, higher predicted outcome here. But I'm going to go with Joe Ryan because I want you to lose. Again, I'll say this, and it does. <laughs> I, I, I've looked on a couple of sites where I pulled in their 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 rosters, and it's not looking good for Joe Ryan. Again, I want to make that point very clear. When I score 202 points, 
Josh Allen only scored in the low 20s. So I'm just saying his players can go off. In any given week, any given thing can happen. So yes, and I hope Joe Ryan has one of my core values, no excuses. Even if Chris yeah. loses, now Chris could be the same way. Uh, you know, he may he may feel like he has a superior team and loses. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't mean you're better. It's just the players did not perform the way we thought they would. What kills me? This is what kills me about fantasy football. It's also what I find humor in. You pick a site. Prediction: eighteen points. Prediction: twelve point two points. No, that means that that number is somewhere in the average of an upper limit and a lower limit. Right. <laughs> it's right. going to be somewhere, and then some will have what we call an anomaly, an anomaly, statistical. It's an anomaly, and it's one of those things that just won't happen that often. That's why when Chris was able to defeat Thomas, I was not surprised even though Chris may have said I had a 40 something odd chance of winning. Well, that means you should not be surprised because it right. means if you'd have played that, if you'd have played that game 1000 times, well, he would have won it 400 times. Thomas would have won it 600 times. Well, that's still 400 times. That's a lot of times. Obviously you only do it once, but that's what that percentage means. If you were to do a Monte Carlo simulation, which by the way, Monte Carlo was invented or innovated during the time of the atom bomb uh, being created. I believe there's going to be a movie coming out about Oppenheimer, uh, one of the people who was involved in the Manhattan Project. Again, that's maybe mindless trivia, uh, but needless to say, or unneedless to say, the predictions are just a guess. And what really bothers me about predictions is I don't think they take into consideration the weather, do they? That's a good question to to uh they, it doesn't to, it does not at all okay it, I'm surprised because I think there should be some type of variable in there hmm. but uh what i I will say on this matchup first, I will say Chris definitely has the what looks like the better outcome here, especially if Joe Ryan doesn't have Jalen hurts playing and he has Minshew. he may be fine, but it's no Jalen hurts. I do think. Again, I'm hoping Joe Ryan wins, but I would say this about Jalen Hurts. There is the the risk of maybe him not even playing the rest of the year just because exactly. they, they only have one loss. Right. And so they really don't need to do a whole lot. But I will say this. I would take a bet that he's either going to play this weekend if he's ready or would play next weekend against New Orleans. And here's why I think that. They are playing New Orleans next week. And if they win that game, they actually get a higher draft pick from a, a, a trade they had. And so it really would pay off to be able to win that game against New Orleans. So even if he doesn't play this week, I think he does play next week. So maybe what could happen is Chris does win the matchup this week. But then next week, Joe Ryan gets that advantage back, potentially with Jalen Hurts, or at least evens the playing field in the quarterback position. See, that's been bothering me about what do the Eagles do with their players. It's like, right. hey, am I going to be impacted by A.J. Brown? And by yeah. the way, he's got a wide receiver, too, that puts up some pretty big points. Uh, and by the way, he may be impacted by the weather. So, again, the weather is going to have an impact on some of these players this weekend. And so that's just to take take into consideration. Yep. Yep. You know, the the my – so we have what's called logos, pathos, egos. The logos in me is saying it's going to be – it's probably going to be more than likely Chris, which by the way, Chris went to the doctor the other day and, and, and he says, doctor, he says, doctor, uh, every morning when I get up, I look in the mirror and I feel like throwing up what's wrong with me. And the doctor says, well, I don't know, but your, your eyesight is just perfect. <laughs> so, so, yes. So also, I, I love it. How Chris, Tried to pick up as many potential quarterbacks as he could. And then, lucky for Joe Ryan, he was going to go with Minshew the whole time. And so it worked out that he was able to pick him up. So, what's, what's, the, what's the deal with picking up Matt Ryan when he's not going to play? Right. I don't know about that one. Uh, I, Chris, I think you should try it a little harder and pick up, you know, drop the rest of your, you know, drop, drop some of your stars. Make it hurt. 
make it make it hurt so that you can keep Joe Ryan from getting a a, a halfway decent quarterback. So I, I think you really screwed up there. Interesting. So <laughs> the logos, the intelligent part of me says, yeah, the edge is, yeah, is Chris, but, but, but the, the uh, pathos, pathos, my heart's going for Joe Ryan. Go Joe Ryan. Like I said, I will give you Russell Wilson if you really want to win this game. I, I will drop him so you can pick him up. So get back to me on that. I am very willing to do that. Well, not bad for a Christmas show. We didn't have a lot prepared. We went one hour. I hope Chris likes that. And by the way, I hope Chris uh, is a good sport. I hope he can take our humor. Uh, And by the way, I'm new at this whole thing of trash talk. I've never done it before in my life. And I just thought I'd give it a try. And I worked on my material and apparently some of it's funny. So maybe I need to go to the uh, comedy club here in Columbia, Missouri and give it a, a whirl sometime. Any last words? What? Yeah, last words. As long as you're not playing the, the NFL Merry referees Christmas, at the everyone. Washington Commanders game, then you're probably going to have good luck this week. I completely agree. Well, I wish you the merry of Christmas G2 but I guess I'm going to see you soon <laughs> anyway so we will That's say right. we'll say Merry Christmas to all of our listeners listening to the greatest fantasy football podcast in America Merry Christmas everyone <laughs> thank you for listening to Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk with the two G's Mark and Drew Drew